0: Hola, Fearless Women. Welcome to Fearless Women on a Mission podcast. I am Carmen Moreno, your host of the podcast, and we have my co-host, Vanessa Lopez. This podcast is a place where we empower women. We create a sisterhood and encourage women to be fearless. So let's lock arms, join in, and tune in, and let this podcast be the community for you. It is our time, ladies, a time to shine and a time to overcome. Hola chicas, today I have Ludi Acevedo, she is our fearless women guest speaker for today. Ludi is a Texas native who grew up in Brownsville, Texas and in her teenage years moved to San Antonio. Ludi earned her bachelor's degree in development family studies from the University of North Texas and her master's in marriage and family therapy from Abilene Christian University. She currently is practicing as a licensed marriage and family therapist at Abiding Hope Christian Counseling, focusing on children, adolescents, and families. She has worked and volunteered with children, teenagers, and families for the last 15 years in different capacities. She worked in after-school programs, elementary schools, orphanages, nonprofits, summer camps, and has taught different skill building classes. Through life's experience, Ludi has learned that God never wastes our pain and identifies as a wounded healer whose purpose is to live out Isaiah 61, 1 through 3. She seeks to connect with her clients in a compassionate way to work collaboratively in the counseling process. She is a passionate about helping children and teenagers learn to express their emotions and understand their own mental health. She understands that it is important to work with their family systems as well and incorporate parents and caregivers in the processes needed. In her free time, she enjoys reading, volunteering, live music, traveling, watching TV, and anything Disney related. So let's get started and get educated with Ludi. Hello everyone and we're back from uh, another episode for another episode of Fearless Women on a Mission podcast and uh, I am Carmen Moreno, your host of Fearless Women on a Mission podcast and today we have a Fearless Woman guest speaker, Ludi Acevedo. Um, Ludi, if you can introduce
1: yourself and then we'll get jump right into the conversation. Awesome, great. Thank you, Carmen. I am Ludi Acevedo. I am a marriage and family therapist and I currently work with families, children, and adolescents over at Abiding Hope Christian Counseling. And I am just so excited to be here today to yes. get an opportunity to talk.
0: Yes, awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, can you tell our listeners a little bit about what we're going to talk about today? Yes, we're going to be talking about boundaries today, but specifically in parenting and what does that look like?
0: Awesome, awesome. I think it's a good like start and opportunity to come in right now at this point that we're going to start school. You know, it's a yes. new year, uh, new everything, right? New grade, new ages, new everything. So I think it's a good, really,
1: opportunity to kind of open that up this time around. Yeah. Yes, especially as the year starts. So like a lot of people feel like, okay, we get to do on new routines and new yeah. limits and boundaries. And so we'll get to talk a little bit about what does that look like for even for the new school year. Right, right. So what do you got for us today? So the first thing when we start talking even about parenting that I usually like to ask people about, because I think parenting is just very personal. Yeah. And is what is your goal in parenting? Mm-hmm. So as we are talking today, I want us to be listening from a lens of that parenting is really about training and preparing the children for life, right? Mm-hmm. And so you have to decide what that means to you. Your worldview and all those, those different things. But as we're talking That is what I want our our listeners to be thinking about.
0: Okay, awesome, awesome,
1: okay. Okay, and so boundaries, how do they even apply to that, right? So first of all, even just defining boundaries, one of the best ways I like to define them is that uh, boundaries are really a line that you draw around yourself that defines where you end and where your child begins. Mm -hmm. Um, It states what you will allow and not allow Mm -hmm. be done to you specifically. And okay. these are good for you and your children. Okay. So,
0: and and for me, this is going to be a totally new topic because, for one, uh, I grew up in a Hispanic household, and we didn't we don't know what boundaries are. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, that's one thing. Uh, two, <laughs> um, sometimes, well, my kids are teenagers. Uh, I have what twenty one year old, and then the other two are teenagers. But um, it's a little bit difficult because I'm like, how much like freedom, I guess, or, you know, boundaries are like to protect yourself is from what I get of boundaries. So how does like, it's going to be kind of neat to hear your side and what your what your insight is on that. Because if boundaries are to protect yourself, like, how does that like incorporate with kids? So that's kind of neat.
1: Yeah. And I think that's something that why I've become kind of passionate about talking about boundaries and parenting because there is actually a difference between boundaries, rules, and limits. Mm. And a lot of times people see them all together. And some, mm. maybe some people, authors, like I really do like Dr. Henry Cloud and John Thompson and I'll recommend their books. But they kind of do go on more of the intersection between them. But I like to, in my perspective, they're not the same thing. Because a lot of boundaries are what you set for yourself right. and what is like you're responsible for your behavior, what you're doing. And a rule is actually something you're setting on somebody else. So your rule, you're setting on your child and limit. And it's more about controlling their behavior versus the boundary is about controlling your behavior. So there's Um, actually a difference there.
0: Interesting. Okay. That's Mm -hmm. really good. I'm going to write that down (laughs) because I'm like, I didn't see, well, obviously I didn't see it that way. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. And that's usually what happens is that we are having difficulty, right? In parenting because we are these things that should be a rule then we're trying to make them into boundary and there's a lot of like discussions or different things and then things that should be a boundary become a rule and they become rigid Mm -hmm. and so as we talk we can maybe talk about what are the different types of boundaries and how do we even set them up right
0: right okay awesome I mean that's really really good Um, like you said boundaries controlling your own behavior as a parent Mm -hmm. I didn't even think about that so I was like That probably would have been really helpful a long time ago. But now, I mean, I have a 14-year-old and a 17-year-old, but I think I could still, it's not too late to kind of incorporate these kind of little nuggets in there. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, No, it really isn't. And I think even when you're talking about boundaries is there's age appropriate. Like developmentally, Mm -hmm. you're going to have different types of boundaries when your child's a baby, a toddler, a teenager, even adult children. Yeah. Right. Like boundaries are forever there because they're about you and then it helps in your relationship with your child, you know. And so the role that you might be playing as a parent might be changing as they're aging. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things that in the book, um, Boundary with Kids or Boundary with Teens, that Dr. Um, Cloud and Townsend have Mm -hmm. they talk about that like you may be a manager at times you might be you know the parenting role so then you have to put more rules and that's where the whole like how much freedom how much of this do I do got you you and do you know the names of those books yes so we have boundaries with teens
0: okay boundaries with teens and boundaries with kids
1: Okay. Boundaries with kids. They have books about boundaries with everything. So.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I probably They're should have do. learned that a long time ago. <laughs> I got a late start, but that's fine. Yes.
0: <laughs> okay. Awesome. Boundaries with teens and boundaries with kids. Yeah. Got it.
1: I think also one of the things that is really important, even as we, you know, have this conversation is what is the purpose of boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. And I think One thing I encourage parents to look at is that it's really about safety and empowering your children. So it it helps them feel secure and build self-confidence and social skills. Mm -hmm. And when you set them, it actually allows them to understand your expectations, Mm -hmm. to manage even like their behavior and even have a sense of predictability, right? And so that is why when we talk about if our goal is to set them up, you know, for life. And that is what the boundaries are doing. And Gosh. when someone has like healthy boundaries growing up and understands how to respect others' boundaries and how people respect their boundaries, you're actually helping prevent them to be in relationships that might be abusive, whether it's in a work environment, a future relationship. I mean, just so many different um, situations that they can fall into mm-hmm. because they have learned to recognize what does healthy boundaries look like. Got you. And that's a
0: really good point. Uh, something that you mentioned right now, you said um, the boundaries obviously help your child or even really anybody um, know what your own expectation is of them. Would you say, I guess, if you weren't strong in communication, would that be difficult to do, like to set boundaries?
1: Yes. Okay. And part of it is, yes, it's an expectation of them, but not necessarily their behavior, but of what you will allow. Okay. Right. So, like, as we kind of go in, so different types of boundaries that we have, one would be verbal, right? Okay. And so, let's say I'm having a conversation with someone and I've established, like, the person starts yelling, right? And so I would say, okay, I can't control, but my reaction is to want to they stop yelling, stop the rules, you don't yell here. But my boundary is I'm not going to be in a conversation when someone's yelling. Gotcha. So my boundary is to walk away from this conversation, right? Okay. And that, that's kind of like a general one, right um, And so but with boundaries, one of the big things that makes it also different is to establish healthy ones, you talk about them ahead of time. Gotcha. right? And so there's like specific ways, okay, how do we set a boundary? But so all of that comes back down to communication and trust, really. Right.
0: Now, if you're not a good communicator, would you suggest that you maybe get some assistance with that before you set boundaries? Or is it does it really matter? Because um, I think uh, I see a lot of people mm-hmm. struggling with communication yes. for lots of reasons, especially younger kids. Yes. Um, but I don't know if you could work on communication before setting boundaries. I'm not yes. sure. I'm real new to that. So what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I think we're always working on communication. Mm -hmm. Like, even as somebody who's a therapist, I'm constantly working on, how can I communicate better in my own life, my family life, my work life, you know? (laughs) Um, And I think I want to be cautious with that because I don't want people to feel like, oh, I can't set a boundary until A, B, or C. And the truth is really, like, a boundary can be set because it's about protecting yourself because then you're leaving yourself vulnerable. It's like saying, oh, I can't um, put a fence around my house until... I could have this or et cetera, but then you're leaving your backyard vulnerable if your kids are out there playing, right? And so that is important. Now you might not, you know, have the wooden fence. It might be like, I don't know I can't think of anything, plastic or something, you know, to start (laughs) off with. And so the same thing, your boundaries might be a little shaky at first, but I think getting started on them helps. Okay. Um, But when we're talking about with specifically with kids, this is why it is important, right? Like, Again, you can. It's never too late to start, but it definitely helps when the foundation is starting since the beginning. Okay, because kids are not born knowing boundaries. Right,
0: right. (laughs) Like so,
1: really, (laughs) it comes down to them learning about: Do you have healthy boundaries, and like what examples you're showing them? Got
0: you. Okay, awesome. That's a really good
1: point, and I'm writing some notes down Mm -hmm. just because
0: I'm like, oh, that's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, awesome. And so um, I know you were mentioning. I think uh, I lost my train of thought, but you were start you were mentioning what the purpose of the boundaries were? Yes. Okay. So just
1: kind of how we were saying, right, like it's really about safety and empowering them and getting them like prepared in gotcha. life. And so I think into going into that, um, I would say what are the different types of boundaries, okay. right? And so – as a parent, because again, these are going to be in general as a person, and adult, but right now we're going to focus like as a parent, what are some boundaries that you're going to have in some of the areas are like physical, personal space and body. And so remember, this goes to even to your own self, right? Okay. Like uh, as a parent, what do your child just come into your room without knocking when you're mm-hmm. changing, right? I know. Or, you know, do they, when they're a toddler, is it okay for them to just kind of climb all over you? Okay. Because- is that a big deal? Well, no. But what if you get really overstimulated? Mm-hmm. There's all these things going around. And what mm-hmm. usually happens? You get irritated. You're like, get off me. And it's not right. that we mean to like yell at them. yeah. But it does happen. But part of it is the child didn't know that that wasn't okay. Right. Because okay. and so then we focus on their behavior of like, you never do this. You need to learn to do that. Okay. Instead of saying like, hey, uh, mom's too tired right now. Or mom, this is happening or um when you know mom feels this way what is was like going on she might need a break like maybe we can play this um and so kind of establishing those things even beforehand of if you need to come in in my room the door's locked like we can knock if it's an emergency we knock three times you know kind of establishing these boundaries um and that other thing with boundaries is that they're flexible that's the difference between them and rules and limitations right there's going to be things in your house that's safety wise it's like, this is always a rule. Like, mm. you're not going to walk out of the house by yourself. That's not a boundary. That's a rule. Okay, got
0: you. Okay. Yeah. So rules are kind of more, like, rigid, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah, You yes. know, they're kind of not going to be as flexible. And because
1: rules, I again, mean, remember, it's about controlling their behavior. So the rule is focused on you don't walk out of the house by yourself. Gotcha. So you're telling gotcha. them, like, what they're doing versus, like, okay, I'm not doing this or I'm not going right. to, et cetera. And so. In that in that with the boundaries, right? Like you said, the physical, there's emotional ones. Okay. Um, I think those are the ones that don't always get talked about, which right. is the thoughts and feelings. And a lot of times what happens is either we even as parents, or right? I like maybe in different situations, we overshare. Okay. You know, with children. And so sometimes that creates boundaries that are not healthy. Gotcha. You know? Um so we have to kind of decide too, like, okay, what is that I feel, right, like is healthy for my child to kind of be aware of or not on those different things.
0: And would you, sh- um, I, I'm assuming, I guess you wouldn't share the emotional boundary with
1: them, or would you? I think, again, right, depending on age and how you share it. Okay. But it, that's one of the things as you set boundaries is the more collaborative you can make things, right? Okay. Um, and so part of when you start to actually setting the boundaries, the most important thing overall is trust. Okay. Right, so it kind of goes back to the communication thing. Yeah. If there's no trust, it's hard. It's even hard for the person who's setting it because you're like, okay, I'm setting this because I'm trying to be safe, but I don't trust you to actually, mm-hmm. um, you know, follow my boundary, right. And, right? and that can happen a lot in like adult-adult relationships. Mm-hmm. But in here, as we're talking, is you're the parent and the child. And so there's already an obvious power dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so part of also in parenting is you want your child to grow in having autonomy, but how do you do that and they still remain respectful and obedient? And, right. You know?
0: Yeah. And that's like the
1: hard part. It's like that's the hard part. It is. And I think that that's where the boundaries and rules part comes into play because, again, and boundaries, really, the, a big key of it, it becomes about you as the parent. Mm-hmm. Like how are you as a parent doing, right? Mm-hmm. How you learning even what triggers you? How do you regulate yourself? Because... What ends up happening is a lot of times, and this is not from like a bad space. I think it's just culturally what we learn with like right. what we call hustle culture and just the mm-hmm. different things. Parents just give, 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 and give. Yeah. And so then you're exhausted. Yeah. But what happens is there's like resentment that gets built. Yes. Right. Or yeah. there's yeses that should have been no's. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and there's guilt. The mom guilt is so huge. Yeah, you know, that's I big. see that so mm-hmm. much and it's hard and the thing is saying no to your kid is actually not a bad thing yeah some of my so my you know like pink kind of like why is she saying that but no like, <laughs> yeah it is not yeah. a bad thing but it's in how you say it and mm-hmm. what like the conversations are going now in that same space i would say the kid asking why isn't a bad thing either because gotcha. that actually means you're mm-hmm. allowing them to learn to you know have that autonomy and want to know Um, And as you create the boundaries, and they're flexible, and they're moving as they're growing, then it creates more communication, like you were talking about earlier. And
0: what if, so if there's a parent, an aunt, whoever, you know, whoever's, you know, a guardian with over children, you know, and if their communication skills aren't great, but they still want to, obviously, they're going to set some boundaries. Is there anything out there that I guess maybe someone can use to kind of like how to communicate those boundaries to that child, even though you're maybe not strong enough yet in communication? Is there something out there?
1: Yeah, I think I think the other part about being strong is not to sound kind of vague, but like, yeah. what does that mean, right? <clears throat> like, I think sometimes we can have these standards of, oh, I have to speak this way or I have to do okay. it this way, right? But really with boundaries, um, again, we go back to the goal is, trust at the beginning right that there has to be a level of trust okay. and if you come from this place of trust and love and they're seeing that okay that's going to be important right um and then like if you want some like practicals right with when you are actually established a boundary one of the things that really helps with boundaries is you're doing them ahead of time yeah right and then you're going to make sure you're having a conversation it's not necessarily like a lecture, which right. it kind of happens with rules okay. sometimes, you know. That's a good um, point. Uh, it's like you're at eye level, especially if they're younger, okay. and you're like, hey, this is what, you know, uh, I'm going to do or not going to do, right? Okay. So um, and an example I can give is if mom's like, hey, in you know, during the weekdays – if you need to go to the store, I I'm, I'm, i can't go to the store after 9 o'clock. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not going to go, right? And they can explain then, like, because it disrupts, like, the younger children's, like, um, bedtime, right. you know, different things. I, I can help you at these other times, but, like, right. I'm not going to take you to the store at that time, right? But at that point, they've communicated clearly what they're going to do. Okay. And then they can say, like, the state the consequences, which is part of I'm not going to take them. So if you okay. need something, you're going to have to kind of figure out a different different way too you know okay and but the other important part of when you're doing it and that's where it goes to like okay my communication skills is that the parent it is very important that they're regulated and calm right so like if you're yelling at them the boundary then we're not necessarily going over boundaries anymore now we're disciplining and we're kind of like going into punishment and consequences got you which is like a different kind of realm
0: okay and so because obviously boundaries should be communicated before, mm-hmm. right, or in advance, um, depending on the age, obviously, but do you recommend maybe, like, writing the boundaries down or maybe expressing, like, these can change, um, but these are the boundaries, or I don't know what word you would use it, but I guess boundaries, these are the boundaries
1: for now. Um, yeah, I think it, it varies on things, okay. right? A lot more of what I see people write is, like, their rules. Okay. Right, like, okay, we... The inside or we, you know, use our quiet voice okay. or different things with the young kids, but then you can kind of add on and and to be honest, right? Of course, we're like perfect world. You communicate everything beforehand. Right. But a lot of parenting is you're learning as you're going. Yes. <laughs> right? So it's yeah. a lot of having grace on yourself and okay. grace on the kids too, though. Of like you can't expect them to do or not do something you haven't set those expectations for. Gotcha. You know, and I think that's really key. When I worked at a school, I always saw that a lot, right? Like, if we really set the expectations before, for the most part, kids want to really follow them, Yeah, you know? Mm -hmm. I think we have to kind of come at it from a curious perspective when they don't, of like, okay, let's find out why. Because most behavior is communication, whether the child or your own as a parent, Gotcha. right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know if that kind of helps with that. Yes,
0: it does. It does a lot. Um, And it's kind of like boundaries I'm learning a lot, I guess, with the last... I don't know, two years or so, Uh, just boundaries um, in general, like with adults, I didn't know what that looked like, you know what I mean? I definitely didn't know what that looked like as a parent because I'm already just used to, like, you put the hammer down, whatever I say, it goes, and that's it. There's no asking why, there's no nothing, and that's just how I was raised. My oldest, that's kind of how I raised him as well. Um, Obviously, I was not educated as I am now as far as, like, rules, communication, boundaries. So my two younger ones are, like, mm-hmm. barely getting the hang of, like, this new parenting style. <laughs> yes.
1: And and it's hard because yeah. even when we say, like, new parenting style, there's a lot of stigma of, like, oh, it's so you know, you're using gentle parenting, yes, right? Like, yes. oh, and then your kids are going to, like, get away with whatever, right. or they're spoiled, or other words that I don't really like. And I like. get that a lot.
0: <laughs> I get that a lot from my mom.
1: But so. I'm like, no, actually, your child's going to be healthier and have healthier coping skills. Yeah. and um, And it's not to say, right, like, I know a lot of our parents, like, they did the best that they could with right. the resources they have, you right. know? I think, but I do think because of technology and just all these different resources we have, mm-hmm. I do notice in these generations, like, We are trying to be different because we've noticed like hey something maybe like wasn't the best for us in the way Mm -hmm. you know we are responding now in our relationships because really there is going to be a lot of mimicking of your child's relationship with you and the one like what they see in the home of what their relationship is going to look like now right you know outside what i will say because i again right with the mom guilt and dad guilted not everything your child do is a complete reflection of you either, right? Like, they okay. have their own temperance. They have their own personalities, yeah. like, their own things. And that's part of the whole thing is you can't go your whole life controlling their behavior. Right. But you can go controlling your own and how you react and you respond to their behavior. Got you.
0: I, I mean, I'm glad you said that because I struggled – with my oldest, he's 21 now, um, but I didn't say no because I had mom guilt mm-hmm. and I had like parent guilt, where um, we w- we are a um, blended family, and his biological father was not as involved as he needed to be. So because that lacked, I, like, try to be, like, yes to everything, you know, or, like, try to fix everything or whatever by never saying no and buying whatever he wanted and, like, whatever he wanted to do, it was just yes all the time. It was very minimal no's. (laughs) And as an adult now, I see him and, yeah, there is a little bit of a struggle there when there is, when he gets told no or whatever the case is. So, yeah, yeah, I definitely see that, yeah.
1: And you... Even you bring up a good point with like buying, you know, because that's mm-hmm. another boundary, like financial and like material resources mm. that we kind of have. And you have to, how do we use them or not? Because yeah. as a parent, your role is also, again, the manager and kind of like you are keeping their resources. And, and that's something I get asked a lot. It's like, well, what should I give my parent, my child? Or what mm. should they earn? And I'm like, well, it's a hard question, right? Because yeah. I think as a child, when they're young, they... You're really what protects them, mm-hmm. and right, and they need you know the home and food and clothes. And mm-hmm. now, do they need the two hundred and fifty dollars shoes? Right. Not necessarily, right. <laughs> so a boundary actually would be like, hey, I can't, you know, I'm not willing to give you the two hundred and fifty, but I can give you seventy five dollars towards the shoe, right? That's like true. I am setting that me as a parent, this is how much I will give you, yeah. right? Or even if it's I'll give you five dollars, right? And you, I'm not telling you you can't buy them. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to kind of figure it out on your own. But I am telling you how much I'm kind of willing to rather than just it's a yes and a no, right? Because it also lets them choose like, oh, mom's saying I could have it, but I'm going to have to problem solve and figure out how to actually get it, you know, and it's not just like a yes or no because also... Because of just the way, you know, we kind of raise, when we hear no, it is almost triggering and you yeah. almost just like have this response. I'm yes. Like, ah, you don't even hear the rest of whatever. Exactly. that You're like saying. defensive mode. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Okay. Okay. And awesome. so like an example, because earlier we mentioned this and go back to it, like the whole store thing, right? When you're oh, like, yeah. I'm not going to go. I like that example because it never fails, right? Like at 930, child comes and goes, mom, I have a project tomorrow. I need to go to H-E-B. And. And you're like, oh, so now you're like, oh, my gosh, they're going to, like, if they don't go, they're going to get in trouble and they're going to fail and all this. But then you're like, oh, I have to put the other two kids to bed and this. And then I was just finishing, you know, whatever else, laundry. And so in that moment, right, like sticking to your boundary of like, I am so sorry. Uh My boundary was like, I'm not going to take you. I didn't I'm not saying that you can't like you can ask dad, whatever his boundary is or like, let's figure out other resources here in the house or set up because what happens If you do go like and if you end up going what do you think kind of happens yeah it'll probably happen again <laughs> right yeah like yeah. that definitely happens yeah. i remember doing that as a kid Yeah, and then but also like well sometimes not everybody but sometimes yeah. you go and you're already frustrated and then yeah. in the car you're like great hey, why do you forget you, yeah. you know so it's setting I mean, the kid now has shame probably it's angry gotcha. you get home you're kind of frustrated the other kids are not in bed so you're kind of like yelling at them to like get in bed and then Maybe at the end of the night with your partner, you're like, oh, you yes. know, just frustrated. And really, though, and then you're kind of blaming your kid for not remembering. But really, like, if you had stuck to your boundary, gotcha. none of that would have kind of happened. Wow, and I yeah. think part of it that we don't realize is by saying yes to, like, them, you're saying no to you. But then that's also affecting your parenting, yourself as a person, and just, like, what's going on in your family. Got gotcha. you. Know? I mean,
0: that's just a big eye-opener because – Again, my kids are a little older now, so that happened a lot, and I let it happen continuously, but it did play out which how you said, you know, it's like, okay, I'm like basically shaming the child now that I think about it, that's what it is, um, to a certain extent, and then I'm getting like an, into an argument with my husband. You know, like oh well, you need to do this now. Like the whole schedule changes, and you're just like every, and we're up late trying to yes. help help him or her, you know, do the project or whatever, just so they wouldn't get a bad grade yes. or whatever. So all of that is true, and I should have probably <laughs> knew that a long
1: time no. ago. <laughs> it's, it's part of what we're talking yeah. about, you yeah, know. Yeah, for sure. And I think too, um, right? Okay. This is the thing with boundaries, though. It's flexible. So if yeah. your kid, like, that never happens. And it's really not in their – like, and it happens when – have grace and be flexible and be like, okay. yeah, I'm going to go take you, right? Like, or it's been a week where you know that they've been having testing or they're in sports right. or – and that happens, like, it's okay. That's right. the flexibility. But it's when it starts to, you know, you also – this is the why it's so important for you to know your kid, right? Like, yeah. you kind of know. And then also – you're robbing them for figuring out problem solving. So I'll say like with kiddos who have ADHD, Mm -hmm. that's an example because this is very typical because honestly they do forget. Like that is, I have ADHD myself. That is part of the executive dysfunction. Like it's not that we don't want to, you will just kind of forget. So this is a great opportunity for you to help your child if you're noticing, hey, we're forgetting like a lot. Okay, are we writing things down as soon as your teacher? Where's your planner? Where's your post-it? Like, problem solve, right? Can you Uh, use materials you have or the natural, and this is why boundaries bring natural consequences versus punishment is the natural Mm -hmm. consequence of that situation is, yeah, you actually don't do the project possibly, and you are going to get a bad grade, but then that is their consequence. And unless they have the consequence, sometimes then things don't change.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. And then we don't, we kind of like rescue them Mm -hmm. over and over. And so think about if It's a constant rescuing. How is that preparing them for their future job or spouse?
0: Yeah, I mean, you're touching on a lot of good stuff. I'm just like, um, because I didn't know how to set boundaries in the past, you know, with my kids, I I just like carry on that like that on my shoulders. Like I'm your protector, and I'm gonna protect you from like everything. There's no boundaries. (laughs) You know what I mean? So that kind of like it went that way.
1: Yeah. So that's interesting to hear. And and interesting because. There's no – and again, right, for your own self, mm-hmm. right? You're definitely doing a great job of, like, creating almost this boundary from the world and them. Right. <laughs> and, like, protecting them from those consequences. Yeah. But then how does that end up leaving you, right? Exactly. Your exhaustion and a lot of moms, right, like, struggle from chronic fatigue mm-hmm. or just, like, yeah. different things that kind of come from the stress and, like, the high cortisol levels. Right. And the different things that then happen because of the not taking care of yourself. And I think that's the biggest thing – that I see with parents, you know, when they bring in their teenagers or children to therapy, it is a little hard sometimes to talk about because I want to encourage them to go to therapy. Right. (laughs) And it's kind of like, well, no, the behavior, but really it starts with you taking care of yourself as well and knowing yourself and knowing how to regulate because that really makes a difference in the parenting.
0: Yeah. Wow. Good points. I mean, really good. Good on everything that you're saying right now because now, like, currently – Uh, My 21-year-old's gone, but now I have these other two. But I remember just being so tired and stressed out, and that brought problems into my marriage Mm -hmm. uh, and between my children because I was just, like, constantly yelling and frustrated all the time because there was no boundaries. But at the same time, I would tell them, like, you come to me for everything and I'll fix it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I just kind of didn't know. And so
1: in some ways... Rather than like no boundaries, you would have what we call in mesh boundaries. Mm-hmm. So we have these different, you know, what we usually we say these three, right? In therapy, like rigid, enmeshment, and then you have your like secure, clear, healthier boundaries. Okay. And so in rigid, is more of where there is like kind of intense, kind of more what I would consider with rules, but they're still like boundaries, but okay. it's like they are not. They're inflexible. Like, it is what it is, but that can lead a lot to cutoffs. That can lead a lot to emotionally cutting off from each other okay. because it feels like, oh, well, no matter what, like, they're not going to change their mind. It's mm-hmm. just going to be this way. And then in mesh, on the other side, it's almost like we over-rescue, over, like, kind of do. Gotcha. And that can lead sometimes, not always, but, like, into an enabling or it can mm-hmm. lead to when the emotional part of the enmeshment it comes in, um, which you know they can lead to parentification which is what we call like almost like your child is your friend mm-hmm. and that is actually like healthy when your child is becoming an adult and is okay. into adulthood but your seven-year-old should not be your friend right okay. should not be you should talking to them the same way you would talk to your husband right. and I think sometimes that does happen without even us realizing that okay
0: you know? and I know you said like becoming your friend right a, a child and a parent and kind of going into adulthood is there what I mean I don't know if there would be like a certain age or like to wait to like to get out of out of the house or like into college like what at what point would that be a safe place I guess to start being that type of relationship
1: I mean I think it if it's going to vary. Okay. I don't think I can give you, like, this exact age mm-hmm. because I think it really depends on your relationship. Okay. I think there's a healthy, dynamic shift that should start happening as your child is going into adulthood. So even, like, senior year, preparing for college type okay, of thing. Gotcha. Now, they're still under your house, right? So mm-hmm. still, you're still being a manager as well. You're still being – but they should – the freedom they have then should be so different than when they were, like, 7 years old or even 13 years old, Right um and autonomy so more than freedom is autonomy to make choices you know um i think that's the thing people sometimes we get really scared with the word freedom because Mm -hmm. it's like oh that means like i'm going to give them a phone they're going to do whatever they want right so phone's a great electronics another boundary we can run example to use is when i give somebody the phone right my rules can be okay you don't use it past 10 these are the apps that you download like these are set rules if you break these rules there is going to be, you're going to be grounded from your phone. There's going to be A, B, or C, right? Boundaries would be like, I'm, you know, as even as I get older, like, I'm paying for your phone until this point. Does that make sense? Gotcha. Kind of like, what are gotcha. you willing to do? Because ultimately, you're still in control of it. Mm-hmm. But you also want to give them, allow them to kind of have the choice of like, they know, hey, if you make this choice, but then this is kind of what would come with that okay
0: that's good that's that's really good example like clear enough to understand yeah thank you so much for that um and i think um you had you were going into the uh, not the purpose of the boundaries i'm sorry um developmentally appropriate boundaries that's something that i kind of wanted to touch on because it like obviously you said earlier um it ranges from all ages so Mm -hmm. That's kind of like I'm interested to hear what you have <laughs> yeah. to say on that,
1: <laughs> and yeah, we touched on it a little bit, but it's just the idea that we cannot expect the same from every age, and sometimes we, un- subconsciously do that, like we expect a three year old to be, you know, sit for a whole hour and just do certain <laughs> yeah. things, and I'm like, even as adults, we don't do, you know, yeah, but exactly. like developmentally, yeah. and so when it comes to boundaries, like an example I can think about is like when you're holding a baby um and let's say you're wearing these like shiny um earrings right and the baby grabs them and you're like no no and maybe you even get like kind of upset well Mm -hmm. like that's not the baby's fault like the baby has no idea they just saw something and grabbed your boundary there could have been set like oh let me not wear earrings while I'm holding the baby right Right. or let me not hold it in a way that it can reach and so to protect yourself and your ears and your earrings right right? (laughs) because you can't go in and expect oh no the baby won't do it because he should he should know and so right. that seems kind of like, a you know, overall, but if you think about that for each age, mm-hmm. and the different things so. of how it applies of like, okay, at 10 years old, what would be something that you could expect? And like, what are you asking them for them? Um, I think an example that I like using is cleaning your room, mm-hmm. because I think that is probably one of the number one things that I see in yeah. households come up so much. It's like, still in my time. I was <laughs> like, I'm still struggling with that. <laughs> and I think again, <laughs> oh, right. So the rule could be your room needs to be clean before you go out on the weekend. Mm-hmm. That's a rule. Doesn't have right. Like if it's not clean, then your con- your the result consequence is that you don't go out on the weekend. Right. Okay. Like that's set. Your boundary as a parent would come in where it's do I help or do I not, right, in the room. At what point does it get so much? At what point do I just, like, let them have and now there's, like, bugs in the room or whatever, right, (laughs) depending. And so I think that's where you look at, okay, that's different for a 3-year-old, 8-year-old, 14-year-old, 18-year-old, right? And so looking at, okay, what is my boundary? I'm going to decide that I am going to help you clean your room if i see that you have tried mm. and that you have done a b and c but you're still having trouble then i will go in and kind of help you with it right or right. i've seen that you're really having like a hard week mm-hmm. and so i'll go in and help but not just going in and being like ah oh, the room's a mess and so and so yeah. coming and so we're just going to get it done and right like it we does, kind yeah. of go in and, and fix it for them and yeah. we haven't even asked them like hey are you having trouble cleaning it what's going on and this is another thing i see in My clients who, again, in talking about, I'm going to use the umbrella term, neurodivergent, which means, you know, um, children who might have ADHD, who might be gifted, autistic. And so in the way the brain processes, cleaning rooms can be overwhelming. Mm -hmm. It's not that they're not doing it out of laziness. It's out of like, okay, I'm not sure how to break down the steps. And so it feels paralyzing. Right. And so being able to say, hey, let me sit with you and let me break down or how to help or how to do that. Mm -hmm. And then after that, like, it's on you versus gotcha. just going in and, like, doing it for them. Then you're not respecting your own boundary. Then you end up resentful, mm-hmm. angry at them for not cleaning it. But then they realize, well, if I don't clean it and I let it get, I don't yes. know, bugs, mom's just going to always do it. So why do yeah, it? Exactly. <laughs> you know? I have a child that does that. <laughs> so. They're like, if I
0: do it bad enough, they won't ask me to do it anymore. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You know?
1: Yeah. I feel like hey, they're learning some skills about picking yeah, up parents. Yeah,
0: for <laughs> sure, for sure. And then I mean, you know, I'm learning. I've been learning and obviously you you like you said it before like parenting you're like learning as you go. Um but yeah, I had a similar boundary of that like if you want to go with your friends, is your room cleaned. Mm-hmm. At least I did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, and so I know you have um there's different ages you have mm-hmm. on here, like infants, toddlers, childhood, preteen, teens, and adulthood. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, if you want to touch on that for a little bit, I think more of that would be kind of looking at, okay, as a teenager, and I think that's usually where people have the most like trouble, mm-hmm. but that is also why the more you teach boundaries okay. <laughs> as you're younger, then it kind of changes because even it can be as like, Mom, like, drive me this place. Mom, yeah. this. And all these things that kind of come up. But also, like, or let's say they're in a lot of sports and a lot of different things. And, yes, that actually can be exhausting. Mm-hmm. But then also what boundaries have you set for yourself as they grown up? And you've even, you know, included them in different things. And so I think sometimes there's this expectation of, like, okay, they're 16. They can kind of, yes, they need to be independent, autonomous. But then they're also still, like, needing you. Right. Right? And so you have to kind of decide what can I – Give mm-hmm. and do, and what is my response? Because that's the thing with the boundaries, it sets what is your responsibility and what's not. Okay. So, you are responsible for like taking them to school and the different things, but then there might be some extra things of like, hey, does this really fit in or not into gotcha. like right now, family and having those conversations? Because again, boundaries are flexible, right? right? I think sometimes in the guilt of saying yes to everything that leaves families a lot of like crunch for time mm. right like now i need to go all these different places and have be involved in all these different things and it's not that those things are bad but it's really sitting down and looking at yourself like okay how am i going to be able to be the best mom how are we going to be the best parents together how are we going to be the best family and are we getting our sleep are we having fun together are we so yes i'm joining this might be good in this way, but how does it affect all those other things, all right? right? And as you're teaching them, then this is helps them, like teaching the teen also how do they set their own boundaries? How are they taking care of themselves? Mm-hmm. Like are they expanding themselves so much that they're not gonna be able to really handle all of that. Got you. And you touched on a really good thing
0: that you just mentioned, um, like what boundaries or what how is that looking like as a parent? If you're a single parent or you're single person that's taking care of a child that's great because you don't have to share or like relay anything to the other person but when you have a spouse um a significant other that you're having to share that role you know do you share those boundaries do you have your own boundaries you'll have boundaries together like what is how is what are your thoughts yeah. on that
1: kind of all of it because <laughs> like, you're gonna have your own boundaries yeah. right of like what you know even simple things are like, how much sleep do I need? And what do I value? Because really, also, that's the other part with boundaries, it comes down to what do you value, right? So I value my sleep, I value family time, I value that, okay, once you know that, then you kind of know, okay, then I'm going to set I'm going to say yes to these things, because they go under my values, these things that come up, because there's always going to be needs. Yeah, well, you know what, actually, like that doesn't really go under these things, right? Mm. And that's just kind of like a general way that helps set boundaries. But then it's like thinking about how does that go into parenting? So when you are parenting with somebody else, then it's like, okay, what are our values as parents, right? Like, what are the things that are important to us? So what are the boundaries that we need to set together? And then there might be like the store thing, right? Dad might be like, oh, I'm okay. If I, you know, at 930, I go to the store afterwards. And Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, you can set that boundary for them, right? And there's going to be things that can be different. And I think you have to be careful, right, because this is where that whole putting people against each other and, you know, kind of, it just happens. It's not because the kids are, you know, it's just, (laughs) it happens.
0: Yes, it is. And so that's where it's
1: like, again, what are rules of like, hey, no, if mom and dad, we said both of them, this is the rule. Like, you're not going out on this weekend, you know, it's testing week or whatever, versus again, what is the boundary that is flexible and that the kids know is like, hey, because when we are so rigid, right, like. I've heard it said, like, the more I'm on a leash, the more I try to find ways to, like, yeah. go around it. Yeah. And so that's where when, when the child, especially when they're in the teenage years, feel like they are more in control, like, they have more autonomy, okay. like, they can make the choices, then they're actually not trying to find the ways around, gotcha. you know, to kind of, like, do the things that they want to do.
0: Yeah, because then that's also teaching them, like, lying, how to, like basically go around the <laughs> yes, <laughs> everything and they find the ways. <laughs> yes, they do. I mean, they, I mean, whenever they're like very determined, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially yes. teenagers. So, mm-hmm. uh but I mean, even toddlers, I mean, oh, I yeah. see them like they're so determined and they will find a way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could just imagine uh, teenagers and things like that. Yeah.
1: And <laughs> so you actually you bring a good point there of um something I haven't talked about either is that <laughs> your kids are going to have boundaries too. Yeah. Right? So like that is a part of, as you're teaching healthy boundaries and you're teaching your kid to have healthy boundaries, right? So as a child, like some of the things you automatically start to see, like when a toddler, like sometimes they don't want to be hugged, uh-huh. right? And people are like, no, let me hug you, let me, but then by doing that, you're actually teaching them that they need to say no to their need of like not being hugged right now okay. and have a boundary then that isn't, like that's being violated, yeah. you know? Um, so. I think those are examples of as they're growing, like they're going to be having their own boundaries, right? So sometimes they're going to say no to things. And Mm -hmm. there is a difference between, hey, I'm being like just straight up disobedient and disrespectful saying no versus the boundaries. So an example I can think of is with the cleaning the room, just because that is such a big thing. Yeah, it is. (laughs) So you ask your child to clean your room and then they're like, no. I don't want to clean it. I'm tired. That's not a boundary. That's just like, hey, I don't want to do it, right? Let's say they talk to you before and they're like, hey, mom, I know that I'm supposed to clean my room 15 minutes every day, but I know that when I get home from school, I'm just so tired and I'm just so like, can I have an hour to just not do anything and then I'll come back to it? And then that's like setting a boundary ahead. So then you know when you're at home and you see them kind of just hanging out or relaxing, you're not like, hey, why aren't you cleaning your room? You know, hey, no, they've set a boundary of like during this time, they're not, but they're responsible for getting back to doing it. Gotcha. So let's say you forget that you said that and then you ask them and then they go, hey, mom, like, not right now. Or I said, they're not being like disobedient or disrespectful gotcha. to you. They are reminding you of hey, we set this boundary. Right? Right. Um, so again, a boundary doesn't mean you don't do the things and you just get free passes. That's right that's not it yeah <laughs> you yeah. know some that kind of helps to yeah, see yeah
0: it, it does it does a lot um and it's funny because <clears throat> i'm seeing all this play out in my own home and i'm like oh that's what that is okay that's what that is so yeah that's kind of neat to kind of see all of that um play out and then also how much i've grown i think as a parent and how i'm still continuing to grow mm-hmm. um and just get like you mentioned before like giving yourself grace but also giving them grace um especially if you have i haven't i didn't parent my first child um the way I'm parenting the other two just because i was very young and i didn't know you know very any anything basically i didn't know anything i was i was a teen mom so i didn't know the do's and don'ts of everything so i did parent differently um but now i'm learning more and i'm like okay More, wiser, so yeah, Yeah. (laughs) for sure. Um, And then, so I know that you wanted to talk a little bit about other topics. What do you, what do you have for us?
1: Well, within the, kind of going in the boundaries, but kind of the topics of, one thing I do want to mention is, well, what do you do when the boundary is kind of crossed, Uh, right? mm -hmm. So in that moment is like coming at it from a curious perspective. I think that's one of the biggest things that I always kind of want to encourage is, not just automatically assuming they're lazy, they're disobedient, they're this, but it's like, hey, maybe they were really anxious today, maybe this. And that's kind of the, the topic of mental health as well mm-hmm. within that is when you kind of stop to understand, like, what is going on and ask questions. And I am not trying to – I, I understand, like, there is a lot going on in your day. Mm-hmm. You know, as a parent, there is so much. And then even if you're, like, a single parent mm-hmm. or you're co-parenting, so it's not always – to be able to sit and have like this long conversation, right? Right. But I think being in and trying to kind of connect and having those spaces is really important Mm. because then you really kind of start to see, okay, why is this being constantly crossed, right? Mm. Why is the thing? And then instead of just going straight into like punishment because that just kind of pulls away from the relationship. Mm. Um, And then when things are crossed, the other two things that are really important are consistency on your consequences, Again, there can be grace on things, but there's a difference, too, between, like, we are just letting everything kind of pass
0: yeah,
1: um, and then just encouraging the problem-solving. I think the more collaboratively you can kind of do things in the way of, like, okay, well, this is my boundary. Like, what's yours? Okay, let's talk about it. Like, like even as teenagers, another thing is the way you talk to each other Mm because people, you know, we get upset, and so people are yelling at each other. And so it is okay, you know, as a parent, you're like, hey, I don't want you to yell at me. Um, you tell your teen, but then you're yelling at them constantly, gotcha. right? So then it's teaching them, well, why can you yell at me?
0: Yeah.
1: They might set that their boundary is, I, you know, if you start yelling at me, then I might need to walk away. And then we're like, no, of course not. That's disrespectful. Right. But then why do you get to, you know, and I think those yeah. are the conversations that we do need to have as parents. Like, no, you then you're teaching your child that it's okay for them to stand there and have somebody just yell at them, mm-hmm. you know? And so wow. you need to teach them, how you want them to talk to you, but also how can they respectfully be able to also, you know, walk away or do mm. what they need to and also give you the space for to regulate. And that's really what it comes down to, I think, is as parents is, are you aware of your own triggers? Are you aware mm. of how to regulate? And when I say that, I mean, like, calm yourself, because we go into this fight flight or freeze yeah. right when any time we get triggered and then that's really where you're responding from and a lot of times parents were projecting what maybe things that maybe we got in trouble for as a kid and so you're kind of that's what usually triggers parents as well when they see their own child gotcha. doing that you know yeah
0: that all makes sense i get it now <laughs> i'm like i mean it's just really all coming together because people don't People don't didn't talk to us about that, you know, kind of stuff, boundaries or what what do you want or how do you feel, things like that. So, yeah, it's all coming together very, very well. The big thing that I'm getting from all of it is basically, obviously, communication, yeah. knowing your children, knowing yourself yeah. and how to regulate yourself. If you don't know how, you're going to have to learn how to do that because yeah. you're reflecting all of that on your, you know, putting that on your kids. So yes. I get that, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you have a few more things here. I think you put, oh, yes, that's something that I did want to touch on. Um, Why isn't it bad to ask why? Um, And that is another thing because I was growing up, you're like you don't ask why. Mm-hmm. It's because I told you so. That's that was a response that yeah. I usually got, <laughs> and I probably I didn't. After the, a few of those, I'm just like I'm not even going to ask. And we didn't. I didn't have. Um, I can only speak for myself, but I didn't have an open communication with my mom when we were growing up
1: mm-hmm. uh, until as an adult. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. I think okay. So there's a balance with that, yeah. but think about any other like power dynamics, whether it's. Your pastor at a church, your boss, mm. um, you know, when they ask you to do things, yes, there's a, there's almost this automatic, like, oh, I should just do it blindly, mm-hmm. right? But, like, is that the healthiest? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, we should actually know why we're doing the things. Yeah. That's usually why you end up in, in situations that are abusive and unhealthy. Yeah. Because you are just taught to, like, I just go and do whatever the person in authority tells me, right? Yeah. So as a right. child, when they're actually asking why, one... Because a child's not asking why out of, like, especially young children, out of defiance. They're really curious, right? Their brains work Mm -hmm. in a way where they're like, oh, Oh if I see the solution, like, oh, this is why, then I can, like, not do it or et cetera, right? right? And so I think that is where taking some time to explain some things, um, you're going to have, not even when I talk about kids who are gifted or different things, like the way their brains are wired, they have a lot of questions, and it is such a great, you know, thing but sometimes it can be exhausting for parents yeah. because the why kind of keeps going. Yeah, that's So that's true. where I say finding a balance. Sometimes I tell parents, <clears throat> like, give them a little book where they draw or they write their questions mm-hmm. as they get older, and then you can kind of go over them. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of times when there's trust that's been established already where you have explained, then the kids stop asking why. Again, think about at work or your, in your church environment, you know, or – in a friend group, like once you kind of trust, you trust them yeah. and you have established this and they've explained things and you're kind of like, oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. Like, and you right. kind of keep going. But if at the beginning there's nothing, you're just kind of going, then the kid's kind of operating a lot of times out of fear mm-hmm. and they're being coerced into, it, and you don't want that. You don't right. want that in your parenting kid relationship, but you also don't want that for them as they grow up. Got gotcha. you.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. That that does make sense. Um, this, I mean, boundaries is really hard, I think, for me at least, because I didn't grow up with boundaries. I didn't know anything about boundaries. So as I'm learning, I would say, like, the last two years, I have learned a lot on boundaries and what they're set for and why and all of that. So these, this is good, really, really good information. Um, what are, like, two pieces of advice that you could give our listeners to kind of just overall about boundaries with kids or youth or whatever?
1: I think the first one is just for parents to be okay that, you know, maybe they haven't – they can start now, basically, is what I would say, right? doesn't matter if you hadn't or not, and that it's okay to also ask for help in it, right? Mm. So I think, like, in therapy, that's something that they can do, but also there's books or just resources about it. So I think – that would be my advice of like, it's never too late Mm. to start boundaries, right? Because you're going to be their parent for the rest of their life. Yeah. And so having those boundaries are going to help you no matter what stage you're in. So that would be one, like, that it's not too late. And I think the other one, um, it's just that it all comes back down to trust and communication. So creating that safe space is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. And so at times, maybe you know something's really important that comes up, but really spending those extra five minutes explaining this to your kid, or spending that time, it actually is going to be better in the long run because you are establishing the trust and communication.
0: Yeah, and you br- you brought up just a quick, real quick question: if the trust hasn't been established yet, you know, you, would you recommend just like kind kind of starting from like at the beginning to build, start building up that trust? Can you build up the trust and set boundaries at the same time? as a parent and oh.
1: I think you can you're gonna have to maybe be more again boundaries are about you what you might not have more trouble with is the rules right right because they're not going to necessarily want to follow them as much mm. and that is where like the trusting the trust part and then also right the kids sometimes they're yeah. the ones that break the trust but yeah. giving them opportunities to build up the trust on their Got end you. as well. And that is something that actually, like, family therapy can help with a lot okay. if you let your family therapist know, like, hey, this is what we're trying to work on, this is what coming in it from that perspective.
0: Got you. Okay, that's some good good information there. Where can our listeners um, find you or reach you? Uh, we are going to plug in your information on the show notes as well, but if you could just let them know and then, um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I am at Abiding Hope Christian Counseling, okay. and uh, you can find us online. There's our website. We have offices at Garden Ridge in Bernie and actually here at City Church. Okay. And, and then we, I'm over at the Garden Ridge one. So the okay. best ways to kind of find me is just on our website. Um, my email is AcevedoLudy. 15 at gmail.com. Awesome. Kind of, I know you say you're going to have it on there. because yes. It'll be hard yeah.
0: and, you know, <laughs> to put on there. But yes. Okay, awesome. So, um, yeah, if any listeners would like to reach out to Ludi and uh, need her services, just reach out. Uh, we'll have her information on our show notes. Um, all our social media pages um, will have your information as well. Uh-huh. So I appreciate you coming mm-hmm. and talking on boundaries with youth or kids. Um, this is a much-needed topic. I think it's just kind of – all over the place with for parents it's parenting is a lot so this kind of helps at least have a starting point um mm-hmm. with with parents and or anybody that takes care of kids so i appreciate you coming out um and listeners um thank you for listening to our podcast today and hope you got some inf- great information from ludy and we'll talk to you soon bye, bye. What great information in today's discussion! We definitely now have a starting point on boundaries with children, thanks to Ludi. If you're interested in her services or would like to reach out to Ludi, her information will be provided in our show notes along with some books she recommends. You can also find this episode on our YouTube channel, Fearless Women on a Mission 903. Don't forget to subscribe to our page. And ladies, let's be fearless and empowered together for our families. Keep tuning in for some upcoming amazing topics and discussions and talk to you soon. Thank you to everyone who listened in and remember Fearless Women, it's never too late to make a change. If you're looking for community, you can go to our Facebook page, Fearless Women on a Mission to be inspired and empowered. You can find us on all social media platforms. Please like and share our page and leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Talk to you soon.